Hey, everybody, it's Monday. Welcome into the show. Good gracious, alive. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> Good gravy, Marie. What else can you throw in there? Welcome in on this Monday. Boy, am I happy to be with you because I am ready to talk a little football. You know, let's start it off right. Don't waste any time, man. seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him off, John. Wyatt gets the ball. Won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Football! Boys and girls, I don't know if y'all realize it or not, but here in the great state of Mississippi from a college football standpoint. It's game week. Get ready. Here we go. The JSU Sonic Boom getting you started off right. It's game week. Southern Miss hosting South Alabama this Thursday night in Yes, all right, so you can be a part of the show, and I hope you will be. I imagine you're excited like I am. So hit me up, shoot, shoot me a text. That's kind of a bad way to say it. Don't shoot me. Uh, Send me a text on the country please and text line. (laughs) 885 ESPN. 885 ESPN, the number to text, or 885 3776. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. 995 1059. Shut up, Matt. Listen to the band. You know, JB, how you doing? How was your weekend? Man, if it was any better, I'd have to start again. That's what I'm talking about. Big finish. Yeah, I had a great time. You know, JB, I always wanted to be one of those guys out in front of the band that had that pole. You know the <laughs> what is that? Um, well, I mean, heck, it's like man. A, I know there's a name for it, but you, that that's out of my league. Well, it is me too. Like I let me just put it this way: it's a baton, I guess, of some form. Okay, or fashion. that's it. It's a big uh, baton. It's about a six foot long one with a with a ball on the end of it. I'm saying you wouldn't yeah. dare mess those guys who know how to handle it. They know how to throw it up in the air and twist it around and. Those guys, you wouldn't um, mess with them if they had that in their hand, right? No, no. I, I'm probably not going to mess with them anyway. That hat's enough to scare me off. Mm. 
The hat. But how about yeah. the athleticism? Let me tell you something. I was a college athlete. Even when I was a college athlete, I'm, I'm, I wasn't the kind of athlete that those guys are. <laughs> Let me tell you, have you ever watched them? <clears throat> yes. I mean, even just the marching part. Think about how tired you would be if you tried to, for five minutes, do what they do. <laughs> you know, with the high-stepping and walking sideways and doing it all to the music. I'm so impressed with all of it. All right, welcome in. We have an answer. They probably have a lot of High Point Roasters coffee in them. <laughs> they, if not, then keep it away from them. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have an answer. It's called a mace. It's not a baton. Uh, i got several people here on the country pleasing text line. Uh, it is a mace. What did Walton do? Walton turned his volume up to 11 in his car, and he actually he's on Old Fannin Road. He's terrorizing the residents over there along Old Fannin Road and the businesses. He turned his volume up to 11, just like we asked. Attaboy, Walton. And uh, my buddy, uh, the godfather, Stephen, said it's called a mace. How'd he know that? How'd he know that? He not supposed he went to he went to St. Al in Vicksburg. How they I mean they didn't have a drum major with a mace. How does he know? He's a state fan. <laughs> He's not supposed to know that. <laughs> All right, look, fun show lined up for you today. There will be some guests uh popping up on today's show, including uh JD Byers. He's a play by play radio voice for South Alabama football and he will be in Hattiesburg on Thursday night for that ball game unless something changes and because South Alabama's there and then we'll talk with JB uh, JD excuse me coming up we got a JB that's JD Myers who'll be on the phone after JB puts him on the phone and then Jim Richmond uh, director of corporate communications for C Spire he's going to be by to talk uh, with us they've got some big news football related uh, folks in the state of Mississippi you're going to want to hear that from C Spire and then also later today, John Cox, who is the voice of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles on the radio. We're going to talk with him. Because it's game week, I'm excited. It's a Monday. But uh, it's game week. So, uh, look, college football to talk about. And there obviously is some news that affects State and Ole Miss. you got players opting out around the SEC. We're going to get to that. But I'm still excited about high school football. I have a sneaky suspicion that a lot of people a lot of people are many people are reconnecting and going to reconnect with high school football uh, in a way that they haven't in a long time for lots of reasons but I think one of those primarily is that high school football got the jump on everybody else during this pandemic during this covid where people we've all kind of been starving for Live sports. We love sports. We want to watch it. And even though in some places, like the state of Mississippi in high school, they're telling you you can't come to the game unless you're one of two people designated to come as a family member of a player or a cheerleader or a band member. Even even though, still with radio broadcasts, live streaming, those th- people are going to find ways to engage. They already are. Numbers are way up there. Uh, I turned on a live feed on Facebook Friday night of a jamboree that was going on. So two quarters for the varsity, two quarters for the junior varsity. And I turned, this is a jamboree on Friday night on Facebook for one of many, many high schools 
in the state of Mississippi. I turn it on, I look, and there's 600 people tuned into the live feed of this high school jamboree. People are and are going to um, re-engage, reconnect with high school football in a way that they haven't in a long time. And it's there's there's a purity side of it on, on the high school level, which we've all known that. We're all fans, but I, when I say reconnect, I mean really get involved, really start to pay attention and follow. There's a purity aspect to high school football that you don't get anywhere else. There is a sense of community with high school football that, frankly, you don't quite get everywhere else. Some of those things. And I think right now there's a heightened respect around, really, the country. Given all the, you know, we're going to cancel this league in college, and we're going to cancel these games, and these guys up here going to opt out. and Look, say what you want, but I think across the board, across the country, there's a, there's a heightened respect right now for what high school coaches and administrations and parents and players are all doing, going ahead with life, figuring all that out. I, I, I am not at all nailing it. I'm not hitting the nail right on the head with that hammer of what I want to say, but I think you all know what I'm trying to say And because I sense that and I see that. And I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Friday night, um, of course, I, I told you all the story one week ago today, how much fun I had the previous Friday night. Our family, we put up the MRA live stream on our television, watched the whole game. They beat the team from Texas. Who, by the way, JB, Deion Sanders and his son went up to Knoxville this past weekend on Saturday and yes, just beat the stew out of Knoxville Catholic. Yeah. I'm talking ran them out of their own stadium in the second half of that ball game. I didn't see any of the game. I watched the uh, – or let me rephrase that. I looked up the score and saw the score. You saw the score? Yeah. Well, here's what I can tell you about that one. Okay, so the same team that MRA beat two Friday nights ago, on Saturday they're playing up there in the middle of the day in Knoxville. You got, obviously, Deion Sanders, his team, and Deion's son, the quarterback of this team from Trinity, Texas – and on the other side, for Knoxville Catholic, you got uh, T. Martin's son was the the quarterback. Oh, get out. Yeah. And T. Martin, who's now coaching at Tennessee, he's sitting up in the stands watching his son. It's a big deal. You know, these two uh, former players and their sons are playing against each other. And they're both good. And in the first half, uh, Trinity jumped out to a lead. At one point, it was either 14 to nothing or 14 to 7. I think they jumped up like 14 to nothing. And then here comes the home team back. They had made a couple things happen. Special teams mistake for Dion's team started, you know, evening the game. And I'm looking at this going, man, his, this could be a repeat of last week. Nope. They came out of that second half locker room, and that football team from Trinity, Texas, could not be stopped. It's like they got their legs up under them or something. Dion's son, a quarterback, throwing it all over the. He can play now. He really can play. T. Martin's son, who was a quarterback for the Knoxville team, not only has football offers, like some big football offers, but he's. He's got dual football and baseball offers at all these places. Apparently, he's a big left-handed pitcher. Yeah, uh, I have read about him. Yeah. Well, anyway, it you know, so watch that. Friday night, I watched pretty much the entire live stream of my alma mater's ball game, Prattville High School in Alabama versus 
crossed the the highway rival there, just a few miles away, Stanhope Elmore. Prattwell was pretty much in control of the game, 16 nothing into the fourth quarter, then won it 16 to 10. But Prattwell's fairly loaded. Anyway, I, I just sense that people are really reconnecting with high school football in a way that. Um, uh, that's all they got right now. Yeah, that they hadn't done that in a. Yeah, I mean, when it's all you got, time. you, you, uh, kind of look back and remember how it was that, and how, how you took right. it for granted. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, I just think um, that a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are hungry for live sports. Really hungry for live sports, and it's just. High school got the jump on it. And, and there just is a respect among um, a, a huge majority of the population. There is a heightened respect right now for high school teams, leagues, coaches, players, parents for continuing ahead, doing the best they can, and moving on and playing ball. It's that trite, mind numbing cliche. Yep. The early bird. Got the one. There, that's it, man. <laughs> you know, what was it? The great, um, well, I say great. He was actually a Confederate general, okay, in the Civil War. Uh, Forrest, big controversial thing, you know, um, said to have been one of the founders of the KKK, all this kind of stuff. But in terms of war tactics, some of the things he used to do and did have been studied and tried, they tried to figure them out for years and years and years ahead of time. Like apparently he was ahead of his time in the way that he thought about things. Right. Um, logistically, operationally, everything. And one of his sayings was, always get there first with the most men. Okay, well, there's two things right there. <laughs> yeah. Get that there first. That usually works out real well, right. I would say, on the field of battle. <laughs> yeah, get there first with the most men, you know. Of course, it ain't that simple, but, you know. So getting there first is a big part of it. Get there first. All right. As it turns out, and I did not know this until we started the show, we have breaking news right now in college football in the state of Mississippi. I did not know this. ResDog just texted us on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It's the best sausage. I had a pan full of jalapeno and cheddar for breakfast this morning. Yep. Sure did. Creature of habit. I know. Same thing every day. ResDog says, imagine that. Jackson State has fired another coach, and he hasn't even lost a game yet. Uh, and I thought, uh-oh, what is this? I didn't see it on Twitter. But now I'm looking at I'm it. I'm reading, yeah. Ten minutes ago from the Clarion Ledger. Jackson it's State J- Athletics announced head coach John Hendricks' contract will not be renewed. Yeah, so they're not playing football this fall, and right. they're not going to play in the spring. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's that got to be one of those where they both just sat down and said, look, I, I'm not going to do this. And, yeah. and okay, we don't we don't need you to. We'll figure it out. Got to it, be. It's got to be. Because it doesn't say fired. It doesn't uh-uh. say released or let go. It, you know, it just says his contract won't be renewed. And, okay, he was 6-9 and nine as the head coach at Jackson State. Five and five record in conference games. You got a statement here. I'm looking at this um, statement from JSU Athletics Director Ashley Robinson. 
In consultation with President Hudson and after a thorough review and evaluation of all aspects of our football program, I've decided that a change in leadership is in the best interest of our program and university. I want to thank Coach Hendrick for the hard work he's done with our football program. I wish John much success in the future. T.C. Taylor and Otis Ridley will lead the program in the interim while they search for a new head coach. So just a little over 20 months ago, Mm -hmm. the same AD president says, I'm very excited about the 2019 Jackson State football team, Robinson said. John Hendrick is committed to providing a quality student-athlete experience, and the staff will be working with our young men to ensure this. Yeah. So you got to figure out something, you know. They yeah. Doesn't sound like there's any animosity there. No. It sounded like he was really glad to have him on board. So, yeah. Maybe another uh, fatality to the COVID. Well, yeah. It, certainly, it killed their season. And you know, you start looking at money. Who knows? You know, it, it, honestly, we don't know any of the details. But it could also be very easily be a thing where contracts up it's got to be renewed and he's like you know this is what i'm going to coach for and they're like well, we're not paying that right we can't pay that yeah you know and john's the kind of guy he's got a lot of experience in his career and he can go be a coach in a lot of different places um he's a heck of a guy i think a lot of coach hendrick he was our defensive line coach at mississippi state uh in my last few years of college on coach cheryl's staff you know, and the thing is, like, he had units that were loaded with talent, but man, he got a lot out of them. So he was a, he and his players at state in those late 90s teams were a big reason why we had the number one defense in the country for a couple of years in a row because of those defensive lines he was coaching. Uh, John Hilliard and Willie Blade and Toby Galladay and uh, Dorset Davis and Kevin Sluter and, you know, all. The names go on and on that he coached in those units at State back in the 90s. Um, he was a player at Pittsburgh for Coach Sherrill back in the day. That was their connection. And I know he's a good football coach. I know he's a good guy. I think a lot of him. And so I wish him the best. And, you know, look, I don't have any doubt Coach Hendricks kind of guy. He'll land on his feet somewhere. Same way Tony Hughes landed on his feet, right? After uh, he and JSU parted ways. So, man, I don't know any of the details as to why or for what reason or this reason or that reason. But what a mess. Well, you know the old saying, par for the course? Yeah. It's kind of a misnomer because that means, you know, if I could shoot par every time, I'd be happy with that, right? You'd be great, right? Yeah. But, you know, it sounds like they've they've double bogeyed another coaching move because if you look back over the last 10, 15 years – college sports in Mississippi, mm-hmm. Jackson State's ability to hire and retain and keep a good coach is is more political than I think anything I've ever seen yeah. as far as head football coach. Yeah. It's it's almost like they want to get back to the days of W. C. Gordon and it they just don't they don't have the talent mm-hmm. that that they used to get. Right. You know? Right. I mean, my God, Walter Packer, hello. You know, and I'll be honest with <laughs> uh, not you. Not Walter Packer, Walter Payton. Well Walter Payton. Yeah, I'll be honest with you too, John. It's like when Tony Hughes went there, my thought was, "Oh, they're getting players. They're gonna they're gonna sign some players. They're gonna have really good football teams." Um, but it just didn't pan out that way, and it's almost 
again, without knowing it intimately, the situation, I look at it and go, man, if Tony Hughes can't load that roster up with um, talent as good or better than a lot of the teams they're playing in their league, then nobody can. Yeah. Then, well, then, it, it, you got to have the coach, too. I mean, look at Alcorn State. You know, Hobson set a pretty good foundation there. He sure did. Harris come in and done a good job to continue that. So I just don't – if you if you keep firing your coach, you're not going to be able to build that foundation. And that's not just Jackson State. Man, my gosh, that's anywhere, right? right? That's right. Hey, all right, um, so that's your breaking news. Uh, coach John Hendrick is out at Jackson State. They're looking for a new coach, even though season canceled here in the fall. They say they're going to play in the spring, which, you know, maybe they do, but I'm highly skeptical, and now they're going to look for a new coach. My buddy, the godfather, I said he's from St. Al. He said, don't talk about the Purple Pride Band of St. Aloysius. Gail over here on Facebook said, Matt, one of St. Al's drum majors was also a drum major at Mississippi State. Yes, St. Al has a band, even though it's small. I didn't mean to say they didn't. I was just saying that how come how come Stephen knows that that thing is not a baton that the drum major has? How come he knows it's a mace? That's what I was saying. I, I didn't mean that just because he's from St. Al, he wouldn't know. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come across that way. High school scores, my thoughts, games to look forward to, coming up next. I'm Matt, just getting started with you on a Monday. Stick around. All right, back with you. Apparently, I got a little excited at the beginning of the show, Monday show of what's actually a college game week here in the state of Mississippi. You got Thursday night football. Southern Miss going to host South Alabama down in Hattiesburg. Game will be televised. We'll be able to watch all that stuff. And a buddy of mine, Andy, who's listening, sent me a text that just said, calm down. <laughs> well, it was a GIF or GIF. GIF animated picture there of someone yelling calm down well i don't really want to calm down i'm also excited that my man jb is up in the studio wearing his kansas city chiefs t-shirt bright gold retro chiefs t-shirt there you go is that is did you buy that I uh, actually had or? a uh, buddy that lives in Leewood, Kansas, right outside of Kansas City, sent it to me last year for the playoffs. That's great. Wore it to the uh, the Super Bowl party. Yeah, I attended that particular day. Attaboy. boy. Everybody called me a fair weather fan. I said no. The first football poster I ever put on my wall was from Sports Illustrated. It was of Otis Taylor. Yeah. Num- number eighty nine. Number eighty nine. And Lynn, the Marlboro Man Dawson. Yeah. And Coach Hank Stram, you know, um, between him and and Lombardi, are, have there ever been? Well, you probably need to throw John Madden in. Yeah, that's any true. more boisterous characters that roam <laughs> the sidelines as the head coach? Right. Well, and, and he wore a suit and tie at every game. I know it. You know, think about that. Coach the Saints, even back in the day. You remember when he was at the Saints? Uh, yes. Oh, I remember that he was. I don't really remember it too much. Hank Stram, well, he thanks, and Lom- he and Lombardi, yeah. Sorry to make you feel old. <laughs> he and Lombardi were like the two original, just sound bite a minute guys for the NFL film stuff. You know the original, the Super Bowl one, and all that. Right. Um, that's it. 
throwback chiefs man one of those organizations they hadn't changed a whole lot the stadium a little the logo the colors the look you know the ownership been in the same family all those years it's really yeah. a, it's really a throwback uh, the chiefs really are a throwback no doubt about great it. great place to watch a, a baseball game too right across from airhead yeah the, uh, royals royals pavilion yeah and you know there's so many people that <clears throat> anybody who's made a trip from the east or southeast out west has pretty much gone through st louis you know you go through that area and so many people have just driven right by uh, Arrowhead and Royal Stadium, whatever the name of that is, mm-hmm. because it sits right there on the highway. Yeah, you can see it when you drive by. All right, uh, let's see. I want to read this on the country pleasing text line. Country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Y'all text me. We're live eight eight five ESPN six zero one number eight eight five ESPN. All right, Matt says, <clears throat> I bought three different kinds of country-pleasing sausage based strictly on your word. I've had two of the three. Best I've ever had. And then he said, oh, yeah, and I'm 69 years old. Matt doesn't lie. <laughs> I try my best not to lie about it. And in that, I am not lying. It is hands down the best. <clears throat> you taste it. You, you see what I'm talking about. It's the best. We're talking about, talking about Coach Hughes uh, Jackson at Jackson State, and then he goes back to Mississippi State. And Jonathan, he texted us. He said, "Yeah, Tony can recruit, but when he left MSU, they wouldn't let him bring the bag man with him." <laughs> is that it, Jonathan? Is that all there is to it? I don't know about that. Okay, it's the rest of the story. That's the rest of the. Hey, did you uh, follow any high school football, John, on Friday night? I did. I uh, I paid pretty close attention to all the metro area games that were going on. Of course, I was running the board here for the, uh, the MRA <clears throat> massacre of uh, Kapai Academy. Man, that's pretty they rough. They came wasn't out, it? And, yeah. They came out and scored fourteen points before I even had a chance to bring a fader down off the first commercial. <laughs> hey, and listen. Okay, so MRA is really good. They are really good. The, they the are so well coached. Yeah. I watched the uh, live stream, had it on in the, in the studio while I was running the board, too, yeah. just so I could kind of put numbers with names as, as they called them out. That's that's what impressed me the most is how well coached they are. You know, they say you improve the most between your first and second games. Mm-hmm. They uh, they If they improved a lot, but I, I, I think they still – their upside is, is tremendous. Yeah. But they'll find out this week because they go to J.A. and play at J.A. at the Brickyard. Mm. And uh, Jay had a very ugh, ugly loss at Leak Academy. Somebody but, uh, texted us at the end of last week and said, my gut tells me Leak's going to win that game. Yeah, if I remember right, it was uh, White Denzel. Okay, with Denzel. That's he was, who it was, yeah. Well, he, he nailed it. That sure yeah, did happen. Yeah. Um, you know, on the MRA thing, so, you know, week one to week two. Well, Trinity, Trinity Dion's team sure looked better from week one to week two. Went on the road to Knoxville and put up 40-something. on You know, a huge, what, a 21-point second half? Well, I guess maybe 21 first half, 21 second half, whatever it was. Right. Um, you know, so they, they look good week two. And, you know, you look at that, you watch them, you look at what MRA did, now you look what they did in week two, and you go, I start hearkening back to this Bo Bounds versus uh, Chris Brooks conversation that, that keeps bubbling up. Yeah. 
with Bo saying, look, MRA would beat any of these public schools. And, and I don't think that's going to happen. And Chris and others going, eh, you know, West Point, uh, West Point, and some of the. <laughs> I mean, now, I all I'm saying them, is that only yeah. fuels that conversation. That's all I'm right. saying. It it does, but you got to have some common sense to go with it. And the common sense lies in the fact, okay, we're going to put you in a in a MHSA classification that matches your enrollment, and most of the larger private schools like MRA, JA, and PrEP are going to be in the 3A to the 4A range in there. And I think MRA could hold their own in there with those guys. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to beat your your Madison Centrals, your Clintons, your Warren Centrals I, I, on a regular basis. They're just not going to do it because, number one, they don't have the number of athletes. That's just my thought. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I want to watch them play a few more times. I'm watching them play going, man, they can go. I, I, um, why can't we schedule? Why can't we get, why can't we get an MRA versus Madison Central game every year? And we make that happen in the non conference. Yeah, they could. Uh, Prep played Pearl. Uh, they played a couple of other, uh, public schools yeah, in and the I three don't to four to five A range. And they, and they won. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. I think they lost maybe two out of four, something like that. But, right, right. Man, they definitely helped their own. And you know, Ricky Black's one of the best coaches in Mississippi, absolutely, regardless of league. So, absolutely, a lot of blowouts Friday night in MAIS. That's what I'm looking at here. There was a bunch of blowouts. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's see here. Chris Brooks at Mississippi Gridiron Magazine. That's MississippiGridiron.com. This week's MAIS Top 10. The Top 10. J.A. took a little bit of a tumble after losing. And I see what Chris did. They go MRA number one, Prep two, Greenville-St. Joe three. How'd that score work out with Clinton? I didn't see what the final was. I'd have to I'll have it for you in half a second. Okay. So MRA 1, Prep 2, Greenville St. Joe 3, Heritage 4. Who did Heritage beat? Greenville St. Joe beat Clinton Christian 47-6. Yeah, see, there's a bunch of those kind of scores Friday night. Leak beats J.A., so they jump up to number 5. J.A. down to number 6. Hartfield 7, PCS at 8, Lamar at 9, and Starkville Academy at 10. And you had Humphreys Academy and... Delta Academy, they're near the Belzona and that that area. Yeah, uh, score fifty eight to fifty two. Humphreys Academy, come on they with put that. One hundred ten points. <laughs> one hundred ten <laughs> points. You know, back when JB was playing quarterback for Manhattan, and Matt was running the veer for Prattville High School, like a hundred point, like fifty points was a good month for us. You know, much less one game. Times they are changing. Uh, Friday night. So the big one, am I right? I mean, the big one is MRA, JA. Got to be. Got to be. And, of course, you're going to have a whole bivy of public school ball games. You know, so I guess the red carpet bowl gets zapped with the delays and the COVID stuff. And so the de facto red carpet bowl, I believe, is this Friday night in Vicksburg, Warren Central playing Vicksburg. You know, because normally you have the red carpet bowl, 
both Vicksburg and Warren Central play on the same day, same night, and two different kickoff times, and they host somebody. Vicksburg will play somebody. Warren Central will play somebody else. And they have two games, four teams, as a part of the Red Carpet Bowl, and one of them will host it. But this year, that stuff got thrown out the window. So this Friday night, as a season opener, Warren Central is going to host Vicksburg. Warren Central's got, like, new stuff. They got a new scoreboard and, like, Jumbotron. They got new field turf on the field. It looks great. Looks great. So you got that. But how about this? Week one, this week in public school football, you get West Point at Starkville this Friday night. (laughs) I mean, what a way to start it, huh? Hey, let's just take the two best teams in the state and have them play each other week one. Well, we're going to know something. By this time next Monday, we're going to know a lot about a lot of these teams. All right, coming up next, let's talk college football. we got a kickoff happening in Hattiesburg on Thursday night. South Alabama coming to visit. We'll learn a little bit about the opponents. Coming up next, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Back with you rolling along this Monday, how much would you be willing to pay to have a um, a cutout of yourself to be placed in a seat in the football stadium of your favorite team? College football we're talking about. How much would you be willing to pay to have a cutout of yourself there? <laughs> I'm curious what you might come up with. Would you do it? Would you pay for that at all? Would you be interested in paying for that? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. In just a minute, we're going to chat it up with J.D. Byers. He is the play-by-play voice of South Alabama football. So he'll be coming up. South Alabama goes to Hattiesburg on Thursday night. No, I just saw this over here on Twitter. Virginia Tech is selling fan cutouts to be placed in Lane Stadium for $70 each. Texas is the Texas is only charging $50 for its fan cutouts. Danny watching the sh- uh, show today on YouTube says I might be willing to pay for a cut of me to be put up in my rival's home stadium. <laughs> you know good and well like there's some Smart Alec Virginia fans who like gonna take a picture of themselves doing something unseemly and send that in, right? At least give them a good laugh, right? Like sending it's like you know, the rivals sending something in to your fax machine on signing day. Yeah. You know that's gonna happen. I wish I was a fly on the wall to uh see some of that. <laughs> I just know this. Uh there will be some actual you you're not gonna have to have all cutouts at the Rock on Thursday night. There are going to be actually some fans there. You can have, what is it, John in Mississippi? Is it 20 or 25% capacity we can have? It's uh, 25%. 25. Okay, so 25% of whatever the capacity is will be there. Also there will be broadcasters, including this guy who's on the Divinity Equipment phone line right now, J.D. Byers, play-by-play announcer for South Alabama football. 
He's entering his seventh year in the booth with the Jaguars. And let's chat it up with him now. J.D., uh, really appreciate a little bit of your time. And, man, is it ever more a glorious day when we can come in here and go, it's game week? Uh, Matt, I am am ultra busy, but I am, like, so happy, blessed. Uh, (laughs) You know, thank thank my dear every morning and when I put my head down that I'm still doing this Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of guys in our line of work, uh, you know, Still don't have good news, but I'm blessed that, you know, as of right now, anyway, we've got something to broadcast Thursday night. Sure. So if you don't mind me asking, what's um, it been like in getting ready for this? I mean, was there ever a question that as a radio crew, you guys are going to load up and go to Hattiesburg? Or did you ever consider staying put or not? I'm sure there's been some of those conversations, right? What's that been like? You know, we heard a lot of different, you know, perspectives and we also heard heard a lot of different uh potential and, and even down the line you have to fly somewhere would you be on a team charter are you going to have to hump it in a car and go six hours to coastal carolina you know as of right now there's been no remote broadcast uh talk about doing anything off of a monitor like a lot mm-hmm. of espn's done mm-hmm. uh you know all the member schools in early anyway including the, the non-conference uh you know uh, southern miss for an example has said no 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 we're uh, we're at four people max in your booth. Okay. Uh, so, I have to have your temperature checked, and we're going to uh, proceed uh, accordingly. Yeah. Okay. Great. Tell me a little bit about what folks listening here in Mississippi and in Central Mississippi and the Jackson Metro who are Southern Miss fans, but those who aren't, we're all going to watch the game. It's going to do a huge, I think, rating for CBS Sports Network on Thursday night on television. What do we need to know about this team, uh, the third team for Steve Campbell there at South Alabama, coming off a two-win season a year ago with an abbreviated preseason and all that kind of stuff? What do we need to know about the Jaguars coming into town? Yeah, I think uh, offensively, you know, it, the, the, the skill positions are going to be as miss now. Uh, the quarterback at Southern Miss, a preseason all-conference USA, uh, with those gaudy video game-like numbers from last year. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be all he's built to be. Desmond Trotter will get the start for South Alabama. He's the grandson of the great Ozzie Newsom, and he had mm. the Jags on some upward momentum late in the year last year, including a season finale win against Arkansas State. The Jags were a big underdog, but he has taken uh, – the reins there, and his backup is uh, somebody that the Southern Mississippi folks should know is uh, Chance Levertich. He was a very good junior college quarterback at Gulf Coast, and you know, over his uh, high school and junior college career, he may have two losses on his record total. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, you know, very deep at wide receiver, running back Carlos Davis is going to take over. I think if you had to give a leg up at this point, offensively, is Southern Miss has a very veteran, experienced offensive line uh, that'll that'll provide some good protection. And then defensively, uh, South Alabama may have an advantage uh, up front, and the, the the secondary I hear for Southern Miss is is maybe not young, but it's going to be the first time a lot of those guys have played together. Uh, so many of those being transfers. Sure, J.D. Byers, uh, voice of South Alabama football on the radio. He's their play-by-play announcer. He's on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. So, Lovertich played at uh, um, Jackson Prep, 
in his high school ball. Um, of course, won a national championship at uh, Gulf Coast Community College, and now he's going into this season as the backup quarterback for you guys at South Alabama. Was there a big competition during this preseason camp? Did he push Trotter for the starting job at any point? Yeah, and I would say right now when, when the ones are out there, it's it's probably 70% Trotter and, and Levertich is still there. And I, I really believe any college football program in America right now has to be looking two and three guys getting a lot of reps because with the, with the COVID testing uh, early week and maybe even the 24, 48-hour out from game time testing, mm-hmm. you got to be prepared for anything. Uh, I was hearing some pro talk today. Uh, you know, Jim Nagy's down here with the Senior Bowl, and he was, was discussing the fact that with the expanded professional uh, practice squad, they're even talking about, you know, having to have an extra deep snapper. It doesn't seem like that important how many times do they get injured, but anybody could test positive, and all of a sudden it's next man up. Uh, and the third and fourth string and the guys who don't normally make the travel squad the next week around could be <laughs> yeah. on the bus and looking at some playing time. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, and... I wonder, too, if um, you know what those road trips are like with the team, whether it be buses or planes, depending on you know what trip it is, and flying in and going to a hotel and all that kind of stuff. Have you gotten word that it's going to be like um, a hassle or a, a lot different, a lot of other things you're going to have to go through as a, as a team traveling for a road game because of all this testing stuff? Yeah, I think you're, 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 you know, you really want that uh, away hotel to be pristine and clean. And we normally, like a lot of teams, send out a crew uh, midweek that arrive and get that going uh, and have a hotel ready with, with room keys, et cetera, when the team arrives. Now their role is going to expand. Uh, you know, and, and there are games, ours at uh, South Alabama at Southern Miss, an example, Thursday. And then the next week on the 12th, Tulane comes to Mobile they're going to do the same thing, meaning they're not going to leave the night before. It's going to be an over-and-back kind of a high school-type trip, get on the bus, get off, warm up, play, get on the bus, come home, just because, you know, it's one less bag to pack. Right. They're in their own beds, which they've already slept in. It's not an unusual bed or one that could have had somebody else in it the night before. And the food you eat is going to be prepared by the people who have already been preparing. And, and Tulane has said, you know, it, it's it's – two hours but it's the safer thing to do right now right uh, uh mississippi on a, a mississippi rooted story that came up i don't know if you heard uh will muschamp at south carolina was talking uh and he kind of came out vocally said you know i don't see why even the sec this year we don't just get on a plane go somewhere land play the dead gum game get on the plane come home he goes we did it at valdosta state <laughs> he goes we, we saved the money got on a plane went and then he stopped and he said, and it worked out except that time at Delta State when Steve Campbell watered down the field on us. <laughs> <laughs> that is still in Muschamp's crawl. <laughs> this guy has to get ready to play Clemson and Tennessee every year, and he still blames <clears throat> Steve Campbell for watering down the field to slow him down, and Delta State won that game uh, many years ago in Division Two. Well, you know about those A type A personality coaches. It's never their fault. It is never their own fault. They they will go to their grave blaming somebody else. J.D., <laughs> it's good to talk with you, man. It's good to hear your voice. I know South Alabama fans can't wait to hear your voice on Thursday night. 
And uh, fingers crossed, everything goes safely and smoothly. I cannot w- wait to watch the ball game Thursday night, and I appreciate your time here on Monday. Thank you. Matt, I always appreciate it and enjoy catching up with you as well. So you have a great rest of the week. Yep, you too, man. Thank you. That's J.D. Byers, play-by-play voice, South Alabama. The Jaguars are coming to Hattiesburg Thursday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, CBS Sports Network. You want to watch it on TV? Of course, you can get online and listen to the online streams. Later in the show, the guy who will be in the other radio broadcast booth for that game Thursday night, John Cox, the voice of the Golden Eagles. He's coming up in Hour 3 on this Monday. How about that? Muschamp has a good point. Forget the hotel thing. Fly up there, get off the plane, get loose, play the game, go back home. For this year only. Makes a lot of sense. Or bus and the cases where that applies. That's it for Hour 1. Hour 2 coming up. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau Studio.